Hey there, welcome back. This is Needed Conversations with Ryan and Victoria Cole. Today I'm actually by myself, so I get to have the full reins, I guess. (laughs) Ryan has entrusted me to talk to the ladies today, and tomorrow he will talk to the men. We have been doing a series on communication, and we decided to hop on Instagram Live and do a couple of Instagram Lives back-to-back, so all of these are going to be on our podcast, Needed Conversations. But I wanted to put up this recording just so you guys can also hear and extract some wisdom. And I wanted to talk about the power of a woman's word and how she has the ability to build her house or destroy her house. It even says that in Proverbs 14 in the Bible about uh, a wise woman who builds her house, uh, but a foolish one pulls it down with her hands. And what does that mean? And How can we do better even if our spouse's heart has been hardened? So be sure to stay tuned and also subscribe to this channel if you haven't done so already and give us a review so that we can share this wisdom with others. We have done several episodes on our podcast called Needed Conversations about communication. There's definitely many things that um, come into play when it comes to communication and um, understanding each other's love languages and what's the best way to approach uh, one another. That that way you will experience the best um, communication possible. Even in the heated moments, you're going to come to some kind of a resolve. Um, so today I kind of wanted to talk to the ladies um, and tomorrow Ryan will talk to the men. So um, I know this topic can kind of go in different directions, but I really just wanted to talk to the ladies about a needs of a man. And uh, one of the top needs um, of a husband, let's just put it that way, since we're talking about married couples, um, is respect. And, um, you know, I even looked up the uh, word respect and what it means. And it means high um, admiration, approval, appreciation, Um, recognition is another word that really stood out to me when I read this word. And um, honestly, for a man, I think they just want to be appreciated. They want to be acknowledged for the work that they do. And uh, when they are acknowledged, when they are appreciated, then that appreciation will kind of boost their ego, so to speak. And they'll also will be able to be more attentive to the needs that you have for yourself as well. So um, that's one of the things that I wanted to talk to the ladies about because, um, you know, in this day and age with marriage and the struggles that people are, are facing uh, when it comes to arguing, um, there can be a lot of um, issues that kind of fall back on a woman because we tend to be more verbal. And so men more generally tend to be more quiet and more reserved. And so Uh, When we are not careful with the words that we use, we can actually cause a lot of damage um, for our marriages. I've even thought about the scripture in Proverbs 31, which is the esteemed um, woman in the Bible. And it says in Proverbs 14, 1, the wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her own hands. Uh, And when I read that, um, it really made me understand how powerful a female voice is in a marriage, um, that we have the power to build up um, our marriage and our family, or we are able to destroy it with our own words. And that's so powerful uh, when it comes to, you know, being aware of the things that are coming out of your mouth 
what you're speaking about your husband, what you're speaking about your children can come to pass. And so if you are dealing with a lot of issues in your marriage right now, and you're constantly hitting those um, issues and having arguments with your spouse, maybe this is a time for you to reflect and go back and, um, you know, have quiet time with God and see uh, what are the places in your heart that needs healing. Um, Because a lot of times when we kind of throw things out there and a lot of words that are negative, um, it really points uh, back to us and the challenges that we're dealing with in our soul. You know, marriage is a mirror. It's not, um, you know, blissful all the time. It's actually a reflection of who you truly are. And you're going to see that um, if whenever you are continue to grow, you know, hopefully grow with one another. But as the years go by, you know, most people think that you would fall more in love, but most people tend to fall out of love. And that's because they're starting this life together and now they have children and they have all these things. And now the wife becomes more of a nagger. And um, I think the way we can avoid um, that is just to be more strategic with the words that we say to our spouse and, um, you know, be more careful with our words and show respect and appreciation to our husband. One of the things that we've talked about in previous episodes and even in some lives is learning your spouse's uh, love language Um, That's big in communicating. Uh, Most of the time, we uh, as human beings tend to communicate with our own love language. For example, I my love language is acts of service, so I naturally give that to people. um, You know, whether it's within my marriage, whether it's you know with friendships or with my family, I'm naturally going to do things for people, and that's my way of showing them love. And you know, for my husband Ryan, who's not here today. Uh, his is words of affirmation. So he can be throwing things at me the whole day and they can just be flying over my head. And the reason why is because that's not really my love language, although I appreciate those words. Um, and, you know, they do mean something, but uh, I feel more loved when he washes the dishes or helps me with the children or, you know, does certain things around the house without being asked. And so we, in our selfish ways, tend to, you know, even though we're showing love, we tend to love a person through our love language. And that's not a bad thing, but I think when it comes to marriage, understanding what your spouse's love language will help you be more strategic every single day to be intentional about serving your spouse and making sure that you are um, showing them that you love them, that you respect them and that you're listening to them, that you're attentive, and that you are going to be intentional while pursuing them, um, even after many, many years in marriage. Excuse me. And, you know, one of the mistakes that we make is that uh, we assume that once we live with a person for several years, there is everything there is to know about them. And um, we are mistaken because every time we hit a different transition in life, for example, like being a parent, becoming a parent, like me becoming a mom, I've become a different person. And I've heard people say so many times, well, we drifted apart because we're completely different people. And yes, you know, as life goes on, as you're aging and experiencing life and challenges and, um, you know, joy and whatever it is, um, hopefully that, that um, uh, you know, some things are, are happy, some things may be sad, but those things all shape us into the people that we are. And we do change. Hopefully we change. Hopefully we change for the better. And that's the thing. You can change for the better or you can change for the worse. 
Um, if you are not intentional about it, you can really get into a place of negativity where you start thinking negatively about yourself. And then not only those thoughts about yourself, but they will become words that you will start speaking. And those words have such power where they will come into existence. Um, so be, being careful about even the thoughts that you have about yourself, um, you know, with the social media and all the things that the world is showing us, how we should be, you know, the look that we should be attaining, the latest trend. Sometimes we can get, you know, in in a place of depression. Let's just be honest. When you scroll through Facebook or Instagram, um, you know, it's very depressing to see somebody else succeed or, you know, seem to live a better life than you do. And you can get to a place of comparison. Uh, but that's the thing. The, the grass is greener. Um on somebody else's lawn but that's the thing it's greener wherever you water it and I've heard this preacher actually say that you know it's greener because you don't see all the poop excuse my language up on the lawn and I'm a gardener myself so I know that all those things you know like we use chicken manure or cow manure or fertilizer you know we say the word fertilizer but it's actually all of those things like compost from the scraps um you know stuff from the animals, the, you know, manure from the animals that actually fertilize the ground and actually makes it plentiful. So even the bad things that you are going through in your marriage or in your relationship, know that they um, will work out together for good. Um, If you keep plowing through, if you continue to wrestle with one another, um, and when I say wrestle, we said this last night, is whenever you're having an argument And having um, a proactive argument is that you go back and forth uh, with, you know, making sure that you learn to understand your spouse and what they're saying. So, for example, like when I talk to my spouse and it's a heated moment, I speak back to them and say, so you mean this and this. And then most likely they come back to me and say, no, that's not what I mean. And so it's just this back and forth. So this is what I say when I say wrestling. That's exactly what I mean. So this is the power of, you know, a woman's word um, that we are able to build ourselves up. We're able to build our children up. We're able to build our husbands up using those words. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to speak positive things when you don't see, um, you know, the positives. You don't see that maybe your spouse is doing the work. Um, But we like to share, you know, our story from um, my mother-in-law who you know, they were kind of on the verge of a divorce and she prayed about it and God really spoke to her to speak about her husband in a positive manner. And she actually started telling him, you are a good man. And he really was not at that time. Um, You know, he was, you know, providing and all those things, but there was a lot of issues going on and they were literally in the brink, on the brink of a divorce. And she started speaking positively uh, to her husband and she started saying, you know, you're a good man. Uh, we appreciate you and all those things. And although I am sure that it was so uncomfortable to say it in that season when she experienced so much hurt, she started seeing the fruit of the words that she started speaking over her husband. And guess what? They have been married for uh, over 30 years and um, have a great relationship. And he's completely changed changed men because of um, the words that she spoke over him. And she could have chosen the path of continuing to say what he is in the moment because it's the reality, it's the truth. 
but she chose to, you know, lean on God and to really pray about him, but also learn that she, she's learned that she has this power to speak uh, life into her marriage. And that's exactly what happened. So we ladies have the power to uh, speak life into our marriage or death into our marriage. And I know that um, it's hard to be in a place where like, well, I want him to start first, you know, I, I don't want to start, I want him to start first, he needs to be more romantic, he needs to do this, he needs to do that. But as long as we both are in that kind of mindset, our marriage will never uh, continue to improve. Um, you have to make that decision for yourself. That's the challenge of a marriage is the fact that you cannot force somebody to do something. And that's a struggle because I think a lot of people feel like once they get married, they can change this about their spouse and this about their spouse. And they are really surprised when they realize that it's not something that they uh, can do because it's an individual person. And this is why we you know, talk so much about having a personal relationship with God where he can address issues in your heart, but he can also give you strategic prayers to pray over your spouse. And that's another thing that's very important, not only having your quiet time, but also even suggesting to pray with your spouse, even if he's not the one leading the prayers. Um, you know, if you may be the one who has a stronger walk with the Lord and you have read a certain scripture, bring it up to him. Try to have an open discussion or ask if you can pray over him. Everybody's open for prayer. We have seen such a, a tremendous um, amount of change in couples just seeing them pray for one another because it's something that a lot of people don't, you know, have not experienced. And um, it's a very selfless act, even in the moments where, you know, you don't feel like praying or you feel like they don't deserve the prayer or they don't deserve the good words because they've hurt you so bad. Uh, and that's the thing. We, none of us deserve the grace of God, um, but he shows it to us every day. Um, you know, he, whenever we do good, he rewards us. Whenever we do bad, he redeems us. That's how awesome and incredible our heavenly father is. And the reason you want to have that relationship with Christ is that God will fill up your cup so that you can pour out to your spouse and also pour out to your children because you cannot run on empty because when you both run on empty, you're going to try to pull and suck like leeches off of one another. And what's going to happen is you are going to start having those heated arguments and they're going to turn into screaming matches and name calling and all of those bad things. Divorce just doesn't happen overnight. It's little things. It's the little things that the enemy plants, plants in your marriage that causes you to get to a really bad place. Um, but even if you are in a really bad place in your marriage or in your relationship, um, there is hope. There is hope, and it's in Jesus Christ. Um, you know, we can go to counseling sessions and mediation and read books and all those things, but the best thing you can do is, you know, go to the quiet room and pray to God because only God knows the places of your hurt, of your past, things that you need to overcome, um, things that God will challenge you. Um, you know, it's going to be uncomfortable. Um, if you want to have a good marriage, it's going to be uncomfortable. You know, all the marriages that you have looked up to or maybe see right now, they're maybe are lovey-dovey. Uh, but if you ask them if they've been married for years, um, the work that they've had to put in and the things that they've had to wrestle with and the things that they've had to overcome and the successful marriages that I have seen um, and that I personally, me and my husband look up to is 
the one are the ones who are walking with Christ and that are really relying on his source uh, for grace and love and mercy so that we're able to extend the same grace and love and mercy to our spouse. Um, there was a saying that I remembered um, that I said very many times. Um, let me see if I can remember it. It's a really powerful saying. Um, uh, it was something about marriage is um, learning to... Um, to love an imperfect person unconditionally. But it was a really powerful statement. I'll have to find it, and I'll probably put it out in the quote as a post. But it really reminds me every single day that I am imperfect and that I need God's grace every single day uh, just as much as my husband. Um, Oftentimes we have such big standards for ourselves, and sometimes not really standards, but like... um, uh, high expectation of our own self. So we end up also projecting it onto our husbands. Um, and that can cause, you know, a lot of frustration because it's not something that they can live up to because we're projecting our own expectation of what they should be doing. And of course that you should be communicating your needs and your wants and your desires, but you also should find the right timing that you should do it. Um, and also acknowledge the little things that that person may do along the way. Maybe he's giving you a hug, or he has done the dishes, or he is watching the kids, or he's playing with the kids. Just acknowledging and doing those little things will give him a little boost so that he can say, wow, she's noticing what I'm doing for her. Um, and that's what life is about, you know, especially once you start having kids and life gets crazy. Um, It's difficult to just sit down and, you know, spend that quality together, um, quality time together, which we recommend a date night um, every single month if you can. Um, But uh, just seeing those little things can make such a big difference or just, you know, noticing whatever it is that your spouse is, is doing for you and acknowledging the fact that they have done it so that they know that you have seen what they've done. Um, It could be as little as the fact that, it's not little, but the fact that they go to work every single day and they work hard to provide and pay the bills. Uh, Just acknowledging that um, every single day or, you know, just telling them how much you appreciate them for, you know, taking care of your kids or, um, you know, taking care of you. Um, Those little things will really help to boost uh, your spouse and, um, you know, really show them that you respect and love them and admire them. You know, we have such a high admiration for our spouses when we, when we are first dating and, um, we tend to kind of lose that along the way. And I know it's because it's new. Um, and most of the time, you know, when we are experiencing something new, when we have a new item, it's something that we focus on solely, but we must learn to be very intentional about, uh, doing the same thing with our spouse, making sure that you don't just conquer it and marry someone and then just settle into the role, but be intentional. Um, go to marriage conf- conferences, do a little devotional together, uh, do a workshop that we're hosting. We're actually hosting a workshop here in Greenville, South Carolina. So you are, if you're here locally, we would love for you to join us. It's called Marriage with a Mission. It's actually April the 30th. But doing something like that to really enrich your marriage will continue to light that fire that you once started at the beginning of your relationship. But that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you guys about, just showing your spouse respect and um, the power of a woman's word. Um, You know, you may be in a very bad situation today, and you may feel like that there's no way out, but there is. 
And that way is Jesus Christ. And for you to go to your quiet room and to pray to God to give you a strategy, uh, how to approach your spouse, how you can serve them. Uh, the best way to a person's heart is to through serving. And um, the best way we can uh, learn how to serve is to go to God because God knows your spouse more than even you know. And um, he will continue to speak to you what things to say, what things to do to um, help to soften up your spouse's heart. Um, you know, they could be going through trauma. They could, could be going through a transition currently. And um, uh, most of the time, men are not very verbal with what they're going through. And that can be very challenging because, you know, you, you feel like you're helpless. You know that there's something wrong. But sometimes um, men tend to not be so open about um, the issues that they're going through. So even praying to God about, you know, that you're feeling that sense of like that they're going through some kind of transition and that you want to help and that you want to serve. And believe me, God will speak to you um, either through God's word or through a song or, um, you know, some people hear it through nature or little signs that they see along the way. You just have to be uh, attentive and listen to the voice of God and uh, allow him to do the work inside of you and also give you the strategy for your marriage and for your family. So I just wanted to hop on here real quickly and just talk about um, women's word and how powerful it is. We see it throughout the Bible. We see, you know, the Proverbs 31 woman who is so esteemed, as I read in Proverbs 14, about the wise woman building her house, but the foolish one pulls it down with her own hands. So you have the power, ladies, with your words, you can build your house or you can destroy it. Uh, so make sure that your mouthpiece is used to glorify God and that you are using your mouthpiece to um, not only encourage your own self, uh, but also speak positively about yourself, but also um, learn how to speak good about your husband. Um, and one other thing that I wanted to address also is one of the biggest things that you can do um, if your spouse's heart has been hardened. Um, is not to talk about bad about them publicly. Um, we as females tend to uh, resort to that often because if we don't feel like our husbands hear us, we tend to run to our girlfriends, to our moms, um, you know, to whoever it is um, that may not have the best interest for your marriage. Um, and that really puts your husband in a very bad limelight, but not... Only are you embarrassing and putting shame onto your husband, you're also, you're one. So it's not only the fact that you are, um, you know, talking bad about your husband because you are one, you're actually, you know, destroying your marriage as well. Um, so I would highly encourage you guys not to talk negatively uh, publicly about your spouse, whether it's in front of them or it's uh, when they're not around. You want to be a good representative of your marriage. If you are struggling and if there's no resolve, there's not something that you can come to an agreement with, we definitely recommend mediation. There's nothing shameful about it. Uh, even the healthiest of marriages need mediation from time to time um, or just even uh, getting together uh, with a couple that you see that have healthy habits that you may be looking up to, you'll be surprised at how many people would uh, extend their hand to you to help you and to show you the way and not to bring you down and to 
um, you know, condemn your marriage and say how horrible things are in your marriage. There is hope. So be encouraged. Plug into a good community. Be a part of a group of people that are going to pray and not talk bad about your spouse. Um, and, um, you know, if you do need to talk, uh, uh, you know, through some things, whether it's having individual counseling or going together with your spouse, we definitely encourage mediation with, you know, a pastor or a professional um, professional marriage coach. Uh, we offer that as well virtually. Um, so that's something you can um, do. And you could just go onto our website, moremostforever.com. You could see all the resources that we offer for marriage, whether it's mediation, whether it's workshops. We also have two books that you can read, excuse me, with your spouse. But I just wanted to close on this podcast or this little live that I did. It's like a live podcast that we did for Needed Conversations. This was kind of our series that we did on communication. But we wanted to do several uh, lives in a row about um productive arguing um, because we have said before that arguing is healthy and um, it happens in even the healthiest of marriages Um, but it's just a matter of um, knowing and understanding how to proactively communicate and have those disputes versus reactive Um, so yeah thanks for joining me today Um, I know this was kind of a quick live um, but I hope you guys stay tuned tomorrow Ryan will talk to the men a little bit Um, but yeah, make sure that you are following us on this page. And, um, if you are here local in the upstate of Greenville, South Carolina, or maybe in the surrounding areas, we do have a couple that's traveling, making a date out of it. Um, we are hosting a marriage with a mission workshop, um, here in Greenville, South Carolina. It's a beautiful city on April the 30th. And, um, basically we're going to be hosting that class from morning till the afternoon, about 1230 And then you can have a date night, um, explore the city, um, have more meaningful conversations. We're going to give you a handbook, and it's going to be a really powerful time with several couples. We only have a few slots left, so be sure to sign up. Again, you can go to moremostforever.com and click the banner that says Marriage with a Mission. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. This was fun, and we'll do that again tomorrow. Bye-bye.